Welcome to the Daily Tour Podcast, brought to you by the Fredcast Cycling Podcast, Bicycle.net, and Fredcast Tours. This daily summary of the 2008 Amgen Tour of California will be presented soon after the conclusion of each day's racing so that you can stay up to date on this important annual cycling event. The Daily Tour is sponsored by Fredcast Tours. Fredcast Tours is the perfect companion to the Fredcast Cycling Podcast and this daily tour summary. This year, we'll be riding from Salzburg, Austria to Venice, Italy, climbing the Dolomites and traversing some of the famous Giro d'Italia routes. The trip takes place June 25th through July 4th, 2008. Come along with us, take in the scenery, taste the local delicacies, become steeped in the cultures, but most of all, enjoy the ride. Visit www.fredcasttours.com for more information. And now, today's daily tour podcast presented by the Fredcast, powered by the resources of bicycle.net and brought to you by Fredcast Tours. Welcome back to our week-long coverage of the 2008 Amgen Tour of California. This is David Bernstein, the host of the Fredcast Cycling Podcast, and this podcast is powered by the resources of bicycle.net. Well, today is Saturday, February the 23rd. The Peloton is on their penultimate stage of the 2008 Amgen Tour of California. Today is stage six as the riders mount their steeds and head from Santa Barbara to Santa Clarita, California. Today's stage is 105.4 miles. That's 169.6 kilometers. Along the way, the riders will encounter two Category 4 climbs in the first 20 miles before descending into Ojai, California for their first sprint time bonus. From there, a climb up Highway 50 in a Category 3 climb, and then downhill to their second sprint time bonus in Santa Paula. From there, it's up the popular Balcom Canyon Category 4 climb, where it's expected that a large group of spectators will be gathered. I know that a number of people love to ride their bikes up Balcom Canyon early in the morning to get ready for the Peloton to show up in the afternoon. I have a number of friends who are doing that, so just a quick shout out to Casey and Team Ventura. How's it going, guys? And then it's on into Santa Clarita, California, where there will be three finishing circuits before the finish in front of what should be a large crowd, just as it was last year. Well, once again, before we get into the recap of today's race, we did have the opportunity to interview a number of people out there before the start of today's race in Santa Barbara. The first person we caught up with today was Bjarna Reese from Team CSC, and there's no doubt that CSC, well, they didn't fare as well yesterday as they would have hoped. Instead of Fabian Consolara moving into the leadership position, he actually moved down in the general classification. So we wanted to know how CSC was feeling. Is there disappointment? Uh, we were not disappointed yesterday, but we hope for more, for sure. But that's that's how it is. That's life, and that's racing. And, well, we have two more stages where we have to see the possibilities, how they are, and see how the legs are for the, for the guys, but we'll still be there, and we'll see. We also had the chance to catch up with Team Slipstream Chipotle's Danny Pate, and we asked him about 
Well, there was a lot of pre-race talk that Team Slipstream might be one of those wild card teams that might be able to race in some of the more high-profile events in Europe. We wanted to get Danny's take on that thought. Uh, I think our chances are pretty good. I mean, we've already been invited to the Giro, and um, I mean, we have guys on the team that we're taking guys there that have, have won stages there already. So, um... and of course. Being a wild card, being invited to the Giro, the question was, with your results this week, what about the Tour de France? Same thing there. Um, the guys, uh, I mean, with the resumes the guys have, like I said, same thing as at the Giro. I mean, we have guys that have won stages in the Tour, too, already. Uh, David Miller's won a stage, and Dave Zabriskie's won the prologue. Um, so, I mean, uh, we're obviously a strong team, and... Um, <laughs> Uh, the the guys will be taking to it. It'll be will be really competitive, and you know, and you know, the guys started in Tour of Qatar really well, and uh, Chris Sutton took third or fourth overall. I can't remember, and but um, I mean, I think, and then the results here shows that you know, just backs up all the results everyone's had in the past. Now, with the way that the weather has been, and with the stomach bug that's been going around. We wanted to know how Danny was doing. We heard his training had been going well, but how are he and the team doing? I don't know. Yeah, it's been good. Um, everyone's been training well and doing pretty well. Um, as you can see, the guys are doing well here. Um, myself personally, I got the stomach thing that has been going around. So uh, I felt like death two days ago, and uh, today I feel a little better, but um, still haven't been able to eat very well. So me, I having a lot of problems with that. Now, with that kind of report, we're guessing that Wednesday was a pretty tough stage for Danny, and he gave us in graphic detail how he felt. The worst ever. The worst ever. Like, it wasn't the hardest ever, but it was, like, one of my worst days ever because we did over 5,000 calories, and I probably took in less than 1,000 because I couldn't even eat anything. And the day before, we did 4,500 calories, and I didn't eat after that whole stage because everything I ate, I puked up 45 minutes later. So, so you had a major calorie <laughs> deficit. So, yeah, I was in, I was in a, bit of, a bit of trouble. Yesterday was a really nice uh, somewhat rest day in the time trial. So um, hopefully, uh, still not the full speed yet, but hopefully tomorrow I'll be back all the way. Well, there you go. For those of you who thought that the life of a professional bike racer was glamorous, I think we've just dispelled that myth in the last 20 seconds. Well, after we had a chance to talk to Danny, we had once again the opportunity to speak with Rolf Aldog from Team High Road. Started off simple. We wanted to know, Rolf, is Team High Road planning on putting Astana in a little bit of pain today? <laughs> I think not only us, but uh, I expect really an offensive stage here. Really, uh, everybody tries to get away, and it's going to be tough. That's my expectation. Um, especially, I think, well, CSC is not really satisfied. I think they thought they would have the jersey with Cancellara. They have uh, still riders up there in GC, able to do something. And for us, it's really important to be in the breakaway groups that we don't have to chase. Uh, to be honest, if it comes down to a, to a sprint with a peloton, we would be also super happy. So we got the options. But So does that mean George Hincapie off the front? He will try, but you know you just cannot say it's one rider and he will make the break. You need to be a little bit lucky, but uh, he will definitely try. And he feels good, and he didn't didn't pull too hard yesterday. He said, okay, he had two hard days before, so it takes a little bit more easy on the TT. Uh, he still did fine, and uh, I think he's ready to go. 
So today, that means that we can look for you to try for a stage win, right? No matter what, we try everything. So uh, we didn't win. We had a really good result so far, but we didn't win, and that's the goal, to win today. And then, uh, and then think about tomorrow. And finally, we had the opportunity once again to talk with Sean Tucker, the owner of the Toyota United cycling team. You may recall that earlier in the week we had the opportunity to speak with Sean Tucker, and then that yesterday we had the opportunity to speak with Michael Ball. Our impression of those two interviews was that they both are after the same thing. They both want to improve the sport, but they're both going at it from different angles. Sean Tucker willing to work within the existing system, Michael Ball perhaps willing to crush the existing system in order to make cycling better. We wanted to get Sean's comments on those thoughts. I think there's problems with the system as well. Um, however, unless you're willing to go out and create a whole new system yourself, then you have to work within the system in order to get any results. It's kind of like being the president of the United States. I mean, if you want to get things done, you've got to work with the Democrats and the Republicans in order to actually move the ball forward, no pun intended. But you can't do that if you're just going in there like a bowl in a china shop. I learned that in the corporate world you know, 15 years ago, I, I was like that. I would just come in and say, I, you know, I was in advertising sales, and I said I sell more than my entire, you know, sales team com- combined. Um, and so I thought, well, because of that, I can get things done, you know, by just pushing people around. And I realized very quickly that that's just, it's a way of going, but for the long run, it's not the way of going. So, yeah, my feeling is unless you personally are going to go and set up an entirely new system like a league or something and just start from scratch, you don't have a choice but to play within the system and just slowly move the ball forward. That's all you can do. And with that question behind us, it was time to find out what's Toyota United's strategy for today's Stage 6. Yeah, we're definitely planning on going on the attack today. I mean, um, the Dominique Rowland's stage win the other day was just a superhuman individual effort. I mean, he just rode an incredible race. I mean, just as a cycling fan, you know, I've, I can count on maybe one hand rides I've seen like that where a guy just rides away from everyone who's been out there all day. I mean, I think of, like, uh, yeah, Oslo, or I think about uh, Johan Museu, I think five years ago at Paris-Roubaix with 40K to go. He attacked and just, just rode away and, and kept making time on everybody, and that's what Dom did. But, yeah, yesterday was pretty much a day off for everybody. Um, half our team is sick. The other half are really tired. Uh, but Dominique feels strong, and uh, he's here to win some races, and um, today's a good stage for us. So, Speaking of Dominique Roland, we had heard that he has a new nickname. He's called The Horse. So we asked Sean Tucker, why is it? that Dominique Roland is called the horse by his team? <laughs> That's a funny question. Yeah, um, actually at training camp, um, we did some testing, and um, one of the tests was a minute test, and they sort of take your, your average power, and he was able to produce over one horsepower for one minute. And so we said, well, that's good enough for us. We'll call him the horse. <laughs> well, there you go. Now it's time for today's Stage 6 from Santa Barbara to Santa Clarita. Today's stage was punctuated by a breakaway that was gone pretty much all day. And it started with Jurgen Vandewal from Team Quickstep. Jurgen won the first King of the Mountains points on Highway 150, followed by Alexander Mose, Jeff Lauder, and Robert Gessink, the best young rider so far in this race. Then the break became a break of six men, and that break lasted all the way through even most of the finishing circuits in Santa Clarita. 
In that break were Christophe Lemavelle from Credit Agricole, Karsten Kroon from Team CSC, Stephen Koza from Team Slipstream Chipotle, David Cañada Garcia from Saunier Duval, Rory Sutherland from HealthNet Maxis, and Alexander Pichot from Boiguis Telecom. So as the riders went through all of the other King of the Mountains points and the sprint points today, this is how it went. On the second, King of the Mountains, Christophe Lemavelle taking the points. On the first intermediate sprint, David Cañada Garcia taking first place points. On the Category 3 Highway 150 climb, the third King of the Mountains points today, Christophe Lemavelle. Then in the sprint in Santa Paula, it was run won by Rory Sutherland. And finally, the Balcom Canyon climb by David Cañada Garcia. Then it was time to race into Santa Clarita, California for the final three finishing circuits. For most of those circuits, the six riders remained away. And then David Miller, currently sitting second in the general classification, bridged and passed the six breakaway riders as if he was trying to make up the 49-second gap, and steal the golden leader's jersey from Levi Leipheimer. But just seconds before the line, Miller was caught, and it became time for the sprinters to try to stake their claim and win today's stage. The sprinters and the teams of the sprinters jockeying for position, and by the time they crossed the finish line, the first man to raise his arms and to cross that finish line was Team High Road's Mark Cavendish. However, due to a ruling by the race commissaires that Mark Cavendish had used his team car for a boost, in other words, he had hung on to that team car in order to get himself back into the peloton after a crash, because of that, he was assessed a 20-second penalty, and the second-place rider, Luciano Andre Pagliarini Mendonca from Saunier Duval Scott, was awarded the stage victory. Second place going to J.J. Hayato from Team CSC, and third place to the world champion on the road, Paolo Bettini from Team Quickstep. Fourth place went to Gerald Ciolik from Team High Road, and fifth, Oscar Ferreira Gomez from Team Robobank. As a result of today's stage finishing, the general classification at the top has remained unchanged. Levi Leipheimer from Team Astana is still wearing the Golden Leaders jersey 25 hours, 33 minutes, and 23 seconds into this year's racing. In second place, it is David Miller from Great Britain and Team Slipstream Chipotle, 49 seconds back. In third, Christian Vandevelde from Team Slipstream, 1 minute 8 seconds back. In fourth, Team CSC's Fabian Consolara, 1 minute 18 seconds back. And just one second behind him, his teammate from Team CSC, Gustav Larsen. After the race, there were a lot of people scratching their head about what happened, and so race director Jim Burrell gave the official statement from the race organizers about why Cavendish did not get awarded the win in today's stage. Uh, no, unfortunately, uh, you know, with two laps to go, Mark and three of the guys from uh, Rock and, Re- Rock and, Re- Rock and Republic uh, crashed in, um, based on what the officials saw on on that pullback they saw mark uh hang on to the car for an extended period of time and unfortunately for him he was um fined 20 seconds and relegated to the back of the pack it's an unfortunate situation for such a young kid and the effort that he put out there today but uh 
those are the rules that uh, we all live by, and um, we'll look forward to another great race tomorrow. Now, stage winner Pagliarini did have the opportunity to comment, and of course, you'll notice, undoubtedly, that his English is not quite as good uh, as others, but I think you will get the point. He's glad to have the win, but he's sorry that it had to occur this way. Uh, I'm so sorry about uh, Cavendish, but I, uh, in my opinion, is, is it uh, regular to the disqualification for him? Because uh, he was crashed, and... Uh, in the last four kilometers, we enter on the group who was very high speed with the car. And I'm so sorry about him, but uh, for me, is a, a big... Uh, I'm, I'm very happy, but it's not like a, a win. But will be f- uh, fine for my curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, after the race, we had the opportunity to speak with race leader Levi Leipheimer, and he was asked an interesting question. How important, Levi, is it to you, since you've been the face of the Tour of California for the last couple of years, how important is it to you to succeed? And I think the most important part of his answer is probably the end. Give a listen. Uh, well, I think the the important thing for cycling in the community in Santa Clarita and all throughout California is the race itself. I mean, no one person is as big as the race. The Amgen Tour of California is, is an enormous show um, with a ton of, of support and, and staff that goes on all throughout the year. And, um, y- you know, I, I've, I feel very privileged and proud to be kind of you know the guy who's led the race the last couple of years to be the face of the tour of california but it, that's a privilege and uh, i've worked hard to to earn that privilege but um i think that the the main thing for for cycling in, in santa clarita california in the u.s is the race itself and and the caliber of the peloton like tom bonin paolo battini uh fabian Cancellara. i mean that just goes i mean it's the best race in the world right now with the best riders and i think it says a lot And finally, with a chance for bad weather again tomorrow, and of course that very high mountaintop climb, we'll talk about that in a moment, what are the team's plans for dealing with the weather and for trying to get to Pasadena with another win? Well, I think we just have to mentally prepare for the weather. Um, It could be a miserable day, and we have to have that in our heads that that's a a possibility or that's going to happen. But like I said, I I think that uh, we have the best team in the mountains, so I'm very confident in in Team Astana that we can control the race all the way down to the finish line. So there's just one stage left in the 2008 Amgen Tour of California. It's been a great race so far. We've seen a lot of great racing, and we've seen a lot of heroic performances, both out there on the road and also having to deal with everything from the weather to a persistent stomach bug, which has made its way through this Peloton. Tomorrow's race proves to be a very good stage and very different from last year. Recall that last year's final stage was a circuit race around Long Beach, California. This one, very, very different. We're looking at 93.4 miles, 150 kilometers. Along the way, quite a bit of climbing. Now, Santa Clarita sits at about 1,200 feet above sea level. They will begin climbing almost immediately as they leave 
what, what was the finish line today, which will be the start line tomorrow. They'll head up Bokeh Canyon and up Soledad Canyon, up through Acton, where there will be a sprint and then a climb all the way above 4,800 feet to Mill Creek Summit up in the Angeles National Forest. And from there, they begin a descent, some of which is going to be very fast and very twisty down into circuit races around the famed Rose Bowl Stadium. As they enter that Rose Bowl circuit race, there will be yet another time bonus, one more sprint for the green jersey points. Then they will take five laps around the Rose Bowl until finally finishing the 2008 Amgen Tour of California. And you know that we will be there tomorrow to bring you all of the action some pre-race interviews, and of course, some post-race interviews. It has been our pleasure to travel with you from Palo Alto down to Santa Clarita and tomorrow down to Pasadena. We look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. That's it for today's episode of the Daily Tour Podcast. If you'd like to comment on the show, please send an email to thefredcast at gmail.com or send a voicemail to area code 435-258-6373. That's 435-258-6FRED. Please check out our website at www.thefredcast.com for more information about The Fredcast, The Daily Tour, and much more. I'll see you all again tomorrow for another episode of The Daily Tour Podcast, presented by The Fredcast, powered by the resources of Bicycle.net, and brought to you by... Fredcast Tours. Thanks for listening.